Hey everybody, this is Laura. And I'm Haley. And you're listening to The Body Pod. Hi, happy new year. We are so excited to be here with one of my all-time favorite humans, Tiffany Peterson. She is a business and life coach, but She is one of the most soulful, magical people I know. So I am so honored. Oh, I cannot wait. I was just introduced to Tiffany and I'm in love with her. So we cannot wait to get this party started. The party convo started. (laughs) Exactly. We're on party line right now. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) What's really exciting about this episode is it's three days into the new year. And with that, I feel like everyone's really focused on their goals and what they want to manifest in the year. And Tiffany just launched a book called My Creation Journal. Oh, amazing. I need to get it. (laughs) So congratulations on that. Mm -hmm. Tiffany, tell us everything. Oh, my goodness. You guys are such beauties. I'm so excited to play with you in this space and I just am a fan of rich conversation. And I think when you get together, men and women, having this talk and conversation around, you know, what do you desire? What do you want? Coming home to the reminder that every one of you listening, and this isn't just motivational hype talk. When you come home to spiritual truth is you are a powerful creator. Every single one of you listening, you are a powerful creator. Now, we forget that in the midst of laundry and carpool and bills and groceries and all the to-dos, like life just gets busy and life's us, but you are a powerful creator. And there's certain creation principles that when applied to any human on the planet will help them create. And I just love creating or helping other people create with more intention because again, sometimes we forget that. Even though I coach this all the time, I still forget it. I still get looped in old thoughts and self-doubt or frustrations and distractions. And that's part of being a human, right? But what I love about this conversation and this journal is really coming back to intention, coming back to your power and realizing like, what is it I do want to create? And from there, whether it's in your health and fitness, right? Your areas of expertise to relationships and money and business and joy and all of the things is just coming home to those truths is that you are a powerful creator, right? Like literally you have the power to create from your thoughts and your intentions. And again, I just, I find that liberating because sometimes we get in the doldrums, we get in the weeds, we get in the distractions or just the busyness of life. And it's like, Ooh, let's do that. And any time of the year, someone's catching the show, these principles will be applicable I do love that vibe of a new year, right? Or a new month. It's like, ooh, fresh starts. Yes. But you can create any time, any moment that you choose that you go, like someone might be listening to the show and it's the middle of the summer, you know, guess what? You're still a powerful creator. And what you put your focus on is how you start to create or shift what you desire. Do you feel like at this new year, uh, I mean, we're going to talk all about your your book and creating, but most people right now, at least in the online space, everyone's picking a word for the year or like a phrase for the year or setting these New Year's resolutions. What is your 
what is your opinion? Do you have a favorite? Do you agree to all of those, any of those, or do you think it's individual? Where, where do you stand on that? Mm-hmm. Well, I think everyone's their own best life coach, so to speak, if they tune in and tap in. And so I would say do what works for you. I know that's unique and I have some thoughts to that, but I think if it inspires you and motivates you, then Mm -hmm. honor it and lean into it. If it stresses you out or puts you in so much pressure, right? I definitely think one of the things that's really important to check in when you're in creation is getting clear, is this my desire or someone else's should opinion, right? We were all raised by other humans and we've been socialized, but coming back to like that childlike energy, if you will, at some level is like, what lights you up? And if having a word or a theme for the year, sometimes for me, I release the pressure that it's a whole year, right? And that might be in human design, I'm a Manny Jen, and that's a whole other language and conversation, (laughs) right? But not to like, let's put everything in the conversation. I think what matters is you honor what's best for you. And if you love, like there have been certain years where I've felt very clear on a theme or a word, and it's shown up the way that it's shown up for me. And currently myself, I don't have my set word or theme for the year. And it might be for first quarter, right? Is there seasons to life? And just like there's seasons in nature, for some people, they're not all about goal setting in the middle of winter. They're going to do that more in the springtime. And if you're feeling it, run with it. But that's why I say customize it to you. And if it's right for you, it speaks to you, then honor that. But I think that in the coaching world, you know, and sometimes like there's a book out there about the 5 a.m. club. No way. Thanks. Uh Uh-uh. Like (laughs) teaching. I understand what the gentleman's teaching, which is the concept of beginning your day with intention. I'm a big believer of having a morning ritual. I do start my day in reading and prayer, journaling or things like that, things that are nourishing. But the biggest reason why I'm self-employed is I want time freedom. And so for me, my natural circadian is not thriving at 5 a.m. But if it is for you, rock it. But in the coaching world, when it's like, this is the only way, I think coaching or religion, anytime we're in this thought process, this is the only way. Mm -hmm. I don't believe that. I believe if it's true for you or lights you up, do it. I do think there's power in having intentions, which what a word or a theme can do for you. Right. But if that again, speaks to you, do it. If not, I'd leave it. Okay. I have to bring something up that I listened to in one of your YouTubes <laughs> recently. Um, and I love this because as I told you, as right, right before we got on this call was that I work with women over the age of 35 and I run a fat loss course that I'm about to run next month. So it's the first of the year. Everyone is into fat loss and nutrition and like, you know, okay, now I'm going to get serious. But I love when you said, instead of thinking of something that you're giving up to think what, what in this season of life, what are you all in for? Mm -hmm. It changes the whole mindset Mm -hmm. of what a lot of these women coming in, myself included with the goals that I have, to not always feel like we're taking away. Like as women, we're always taking away. We need to eat less. We need to, you know, whatever, take away from our lives. What are we thinking of adding more, but not at something that's overwhelming? Mm -hmm. So can you talk a little bit about that? Because that 
like hit me and I was like, oh, I'm writing this down. I'm keeping it. I'm going to like print it out because it really (laughs) spoke to me. I have the chills. I know this is what Tiffany does. She says things and you get full body chills. Mm. Well, this is about to get sexy. So everyone get your warm favorite beverage or your or top off your water bottle, whatever you prefer. But I think the more you're clear on where you're going and what you do want is so powerful than focusing on what you have to cut out, deprive yourself of, let go of. It's that, what am I all in for? And I know for me, one of my words, I'm here in my home office right behind me. This is my own vision board. And that's another tool you can use. Again, if it speaks to you, do it. There's images and words that inspire me or set intention to who I choose to be in the world with my work, with my home and marriage, with my own self-care goals. But one of my key words on my own vision board is the word vivacious, right? Like I just had a birthday a few days ago. Laura and I are December birthdays. And when people are, you know, it's like, how old are you? It's like, I'm vivacious, And that's who I choose to be, right? Now, that's a choice. But I think if I'm choosing to be my most vibrant, vivacious self, so any of you listening with your health and wellness goals, I'm after a vibe. We live in a frequency-based universe, right? Like, we don't just necessarily communicate in English or Spanish or French. You communicate in frequency, Everything's an energy. And so with your health and fitness goals, if they start feeling like deprivation or loss or not enoughness, you're going to demotivate yourself Mm -hmm. versus the awareness of I'm after a vibe. I want to be vivacious. Therefore, I'm going to make choices that support me being her. I want to be that woman. I want that energy in my life. Therefore, to your point, love, that you brought up, is not what do I have to give up? Oh, ho-hum, is what am I all in for? And I love to frame that for this season of my life because, again, life is seasonal. Like, Laura, when you have a newborn, is different than when you have a 10-year-old. Yep. My business, I'm 14 almost as of this week, actually, yeah, 14 years in on being self-employed. That's a different season of where my business is at this many years in than when it was my first year of business. And so the point being, though, is like, what are you all in for for this season of your life? And if it can feel like yumminess and it's sexy and vivacious, like me drinking my water and eating my healthier whole foods. And I you know, did a great workout this morning before I met with all of you, because part of the energy I want to bring on this show or I bring to my own platform is I want this to be sexy. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like I've got to invest in me, but if I'm clear on vision, who am I going to be? What's the vibe? What's the energy? What do I want? Then guess what? When I'm quote, not choosing all of the options that maybe aren't in the same lane of that, I don't feel like I'm depriving myself because I'm so about that woman being in my body and like that energy that I'm not giving up. I'm choosing all in for because mm -hmm, sweetheart, we want that vibe. Yeah. Focusing on what you're gaining, not. Yeah. Yeah. I love that so much. I love that too, because I feel like there's a huge psychological component. So in this fat loss group, and it's just fresh on my mind because I'm getting inquiries and we have a wait list and everything, but we have a clinical psychologist that 
specializes in behavior change. And a lot of this is kind of the same. It's just bringing me, it's pulling me there to the psychological component of like, well, if we change the mindset, the psychology of, hey, this, you know, this feels like I'm adding something that makes me excited instead of, well, I have to take away. I can't go out to dinners. I can't have dessert as much or whatever it is that it changes the perception that this is something that, that we're all in for and that we want to do. It's not something that we have to do. Yeah. But I love the vision board too. Can we talk about that? Because I'm going to tell you right now, I'm a super motivated person, but like the, I, I, this, I'm a little stressed out because I'm like, where do I start? I need to have a word or, I mean, and I don't want to be stressed out. I would love to do a business, a vision or a business vision board because I, I believe, I love that concept, but I just feel like I don't know where to start. So I know it sometimes feels overwhelming. It's okay. Should I write the list? It's almost to what you were asking before, Haley, do I write the list? Do I get a word? Do I also do a vision board? Do I also do all of these things? Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's because mm-hmm. you definitely want to have all of yeah. these yeah. really well, If they light you up, again, energy is everything. It really yeah. is. Do you have to have a vision board to create success? Heck no. Do you have to you know, do all these things? No. But what you do need is intention. And that's why, again, when we come home to that, and so there's one thing, though, that you were sharing that I want to make sure we touch on is I'm so glad you have the mindset piece with your weight loss group is because, and we'll circle back to visioning and how it's all and vision boarding, how it's all connected, is most people know what they need to do to some basic level to be healthy and in shape. Do we not? It's like, oh, my gosh, you need, I need to be mindful of what I'm eating oh, and I need to move my body. This is mind blowing. Like, (laughs) right. Like we go, we know the basics. Most people know what they need to do in their behaviors. But if your behaviors are not connected to vision, then motivation quote runs out where you create true change is when it's identity change of versus I just work out to I am a fit person. And it becomes your identity is I am, which is some of, by the way, the most potent creation language in the world is I am. I remember a teacher once saying, whatever follows the words I am comes looking for you. And you could say, I am healthy and vivacious, right? Or I am sick or I'm exhausted. I am sad. I am happy. I am, you know, these types of things. And so again, when we come home to seeing change or creating what we want when we're in vision and when that vision starts to become your identity then you're powerfully aligned to create and i have chills i know i know (laughs) me too i i just knew we had to touch on that because again there's so much motivational out there which i love and i consume a lot of it but the discernment is when change for me like my own fitness journey i was not always a fitness person, right? I would dabble with it in and out. It'd be seasonal. And then once it started to become part of my identity, I don't have to motivate myself anymore to quote workout. I look forward to it. It's my identity now is like, and whether for me, that's a, yesterday it was a 40 minute walk today. It was 30 minutes on my bike and some weights and whatever the movement is as part of my wellness is it's moved into more. It's my identity. 
It's who I see myself. Like you are an identity as a fitness trainer, right? And like you, this is part of your whole who you are. And so it's so powerful. Now let's move into, unless you want to comment on anything to that, but anyone listening, what I just shared, that literally is your, is a million dollar gem is when you start moving into your identity. I remember I give a lot, I should really get royalties for James Clear's book, Atomic Habits. It's one of my favorite books on the, the best. <laughs> best. Like I promote him on almost everything because it's so foundational. James, you and I need to be besties at some point. But in his book, Atomic Habits, he gives the example of a woman who lost over 100 pounds. And I don't care who you are. That's impressive. I mean, that's a whole person you're losing in weight, right? Yeah. And he talks about, it's like, well, how did you do it? You know, and again, there's like, well, food and the movement and, and things that you align for sure. And there's different levels of expertise and things like that. But he talked about how this woman literally changed and lost a hundred pounds because she daily, multiple times a day, was asking herself an identity question. And that question is, what would a healthy person choose? Back to my words, what would my vivacious self choose? What would my higher self choose? My future self, my favorite self, my queen self, what would she choose in this situation? right? From health to, again, relationships to communication. And so when he taught that and that level is how she changed that is she started to, again, regularly repattern what she was seeing herself as. She changed the inside too, not just her outward behaviors. And so for any of you thinking about whatever dream you might have, what's your story about money? People have just as much, they have stories about food and relationship with food. You have relationship with money. What's my relationship with money? What's your mindset and story and identity with money? Mm-hmm. You trust money and are you thriving with it? And like, you're in a great partnership with money, just like you trust yourself with food or is it like, oh my gosh, no, or it's this, or it's stressful. Or there's this whole thing that's always happening from the inside to the outside. And so it's becoming more aligned to what you want to be true. And that's what I love about my creation journal. And there's the first few pages it teaches you about visioning your daily gratitude pages, your daily manifestation pages, but coming home to vision and really getting clear on what you desire, even if it's not your current reality. And that's what a vision board is, is it's deciding and declaring both a combination of attributes, right? Who you choose to be like say love or kindness to you know, specific goals in health or money or achievement to love, connection, your own self-relationship. And so for me, a vision board simply, here's the energy I want you two to take this on. And anyone listening, if this speaks to you too, is you remember like as a little kid bringing home your artwork from school and it like gets hung up on the fridge or the cork board or something. And you might with your littles doing that too is see a vision board less on this pressure of I've got to get this perfect. Like this is a magazine contribution. This is going on the cover of Vogue. No, yeah. you know, is yeah. it can be childlike? And again, the energy of what, it, what lights you up and what do you want more of? And just see it as like, I'm going to put some artwork up on a board and whether you do a poster board, mine here is a magnet board. If you use Pinterest is a great vision boarding space. It can be digital, right? Or you create it a photo apps in your phone. But what the power of a vision board is, is it simply paints kind of a picture of here's the words, the symbols, the images of who I choose to be 
what I choose to want or want to bring into my life that I'm quote manifesting. I'm attracting into my life, but remove the energy. If it feels stressful, we know we're out of alignment because again, we speak in, we live in a vibrational based universe. And so energy's always at the top of the list is your energy's everything, right? So it's being aware, like if that feels fun for you, keep it. If it doesn't, don't do it. But seeing it as simply it's one way that helps you be more intentional that reminds you, right? That's right. I'm attracting this into my life. I've had some cool experiences with my own vision board over the years or in my journal of writing and declaring what it is that I want. So those are always fun to see manifest, but realize the one of the key things, I, this is in the journal, it says this, that, that creation is a process. And I do think the most important goal you can ever make, whether you're again catching the show, the beginning of the year, middle of the year, three years from now, whenever you're coming across this episode, is coming back to and realizing truly your most important goal is the goal of progress. Progress equals happiness. Anytime you've got to have the vision board perfect, the body perfect, the meal plan perfect, the relationship perfect, perfectionism is just usually dressed up fear. It's hot couture fear. But perfectionism is a buzzkill and a dream stealer. And if my if I can give myself grace to progress, if I can progress with my goals, with my intention, then guess what? I'm going to be happy and feel fulfilled. Just like for me today, I didn't get on the scale, but I did do a workout and I'm going to focus on I'm eating and the things I'm drinking. And I, what are the habits that help me progress in the direction of the outcomes I want? And when you focus that way then you're more fulfilled, which isn't that what we want anyway? It's like, why are you setting all these goals in the first place? Why are you making a vision? Because ultimately you all want to feel more joy. You want more peace. You want to feel excited, turned on, sexy, alive in your life. That's what we're after. Perfectionism will buzzkill that. And that's why, again, foundationally in your core, you decide progress is my most important goal. And I can progress with a vision board or it's a process. You're creating Right. Like our little when I was four years old, I wasn't like, holy crap, you know, and I just said crap because we're on a, a video recording. But it wasn't like I was like, holy crap, I have got to get this art assignment perfect or I'm not picking up those scissors. No, we just get into it and play as kids. And the more we can do that as adults and be like, this is playful energy because I get to create. That it's is powerful. so true. Oh, my gosh. That is incredibly powerful. What you just said, I feel like there were 17 gems in there. Not <laughs> We'll pack them all in. <laughs> and you know what makes Phil a vision board to me? I've always felt like it overwhelms me because I feel like I have to have every picture up there. I have to put every goal. But what feels exciting and lights me up with it is just to put, whether it be a poster board or a magnetic board. And even if I just have two things on there, but whenever something comes to me at it, that feels exciting. And that lights me up versus it's this huge project that's going to take hours on end. But I think to what it says in your book and what you said, saying I am instead of I will be or whatever, mm-hmm. you should call the vision board the reality board. Mm, I like yes. that. Yes. Dropping a gem of her own. Laura has a book to write. <laughs> that is I love so good. It. it is so true. Yes, I love that. And I love, I, I 
heard this in one of your your uh, podcasts as well. Imperfect action, and I have to say, mm-hmm. like, ship a lot of B level work. I would have never started my business two and a half years ago ever if I was waiting for the right time. And like, I literally jumped off the cliff. I launched this fitness app and people were like, how do I do this? And I'm like, I don't know. (laughs) I'm learning too. I mean, and it was terrifying, but I'm just like, okay, you just do it and then you get better. And it uh, so many times it has been a B level effort and that's all that I have available right Mm -hmm. now. And it's been good enough and good enough. If we take out the perfectionism, then we are able to achieve so much more because we don't have that waiting for the perfect time. Mm -hmm. I'm so glad you're bringing this up because again, when we talk about vision, right. And vision, visioning and creation, how fun that is. But then it's also, we know like you have to take action, but I like to add that word imperfect action. Because it's just this awareness. Like I think of, you know, my very first live event. Again, I started my business January of 2010. So again, we're just celebrating 14 years right now at the time we're recording this, which that's so fun, right? Congrats. I know. But here's the thing. I think about like my very first, I was a corporate trainer before I went out on my own and I was hosting my very first one day workshop, right? Booked some hotel space. And I called that baby success strategies. Like, how's that for a name? <laughs> and I even have one of my initial workbooks, but we start somewhere, right? Yeah. But I hosted, I booked the little room and made the thing. And I was, I didn't even have a website at the time or an email list. You know, Instagram wasn't even around, guys, keep in mind. Facebook <laughs> was though. So it went on Facebook and, you know, and send out a few personal emails and invited people to come out to this one day workshop. And my very first workshop had 37 people sign up for it. And most people would say, well, that's a pretty good start. You know? I know. Yeah. Like, Hey, way to go girl. Until you know that 30 of those 37 people were like my family and friends doing a major solid, right? Like we're going to come cheer you on as great people in your life do. (laughs) But I now think about, I I wrote this post in this last year of like how it started, how it's going. And oh, now probably a a year ago or so, I was back in that same space speaking for a massive Utah business conference, over a thousand people in the room at the exact same hotel. I don't know if that's what you call overnight success, like 12 years difference in there. But the reality of I would never have, I've now hosted some of my own events with over a thousand people in the room. I've spoken on stages all over the world. I have a top show podcast, like, and I, I don't say any of that to brag. I'm a regular basic girl from Salt Lake City, Utah. I would never have what I have now if I was still waiting for it to be perfect. I would never have created this if I was still waiting for it to be A level, A plus perfect, which again, perfectionism is a way you guys that we hide. It's a lie. And sometimes that's the way that we keep ourselves small is because it's like, it feels vulnerable to put ourselves out there to say, I'm hosting the workshop. I'm launching the app. I'm starting the business here. Here I go on Instagram live for the first time. Like when you did that, you know, and your heart's racing and you're nervous, I still get the butterflies, right? But the point, that's why I love you're bringing us home to that is the question, am I willing to take imperfect action? 
Mm-hmm. Am I willing to start? Am I willing to ship the B-level work, right? Like my first workbook, I look back or even some of these YouTube videos and you're like, yeah, I've been in your YouTube channel. I'm like, oh, that's a little cringy because some of it's <laughs> old and like the style and like, hey, God, you know, like who has become. But again, it's the willingness. It's like, okay. And I don't take any of those older videos down for that reason. It's like, hey, we all start somewhere. The willingness to start though and to take the action because all the best visioning in the world, if you don't put action with it, will just be pretty thoughts. It won't change your life. Pretty thoughts, great books, podcasts, even any of you listening to this show, I'm glad you're here. Get motivated. But what will change your life are the actions you take. And the permission to take imperfect action is what we all need because it's like, hey, I don't have to get this perfect. I can just be progressing in this direction. All right. So for people listening, myself included, if if we were like, all right, Tiffany, I get it. I I want to take action. I want to have intention. Like, what are the first three steps? Maybe five. But what are the first steps that we need to do to put this in motion? I'm assuming number one is having a vision of mm-hmm. what we want. But what where would we go mm-hmm. with that? Well, you get her book. <laughs> because this is exact, I said, you get her book because this is exactly part of it. But no, this is the best question. So yeah, I'll let you answer. Sorry, Tiffany. No, no, it's so true. It's like, and that isn't just quote a sales pitch. It's like order a copy, go to Amazon, look up my creation <laughs> journal. It's 1995 ships all around the world. We made it very cost effective. So anyone could access it. And it will walk you through some of those core steps. So you have a guide where you're not having to like reinvent the wheel right? So it's, we put it in one place. But if I was to say a couple of key habits is number one, decide how you're going to start your day. It's a really critical thing. The way you start your day shapes your day. And too many people are starting their day on their technology. And we're not wrong for it. It's not right or wrong. It's just about what do you want to create? And if you start your day on your technology, you're immediately on the agenda of someone else. So someone other, someone else's vision or energies that you tune into. Again, everything is energy at your gold mine, right? So when you think about that, it's the energy that you have. So starting your day, and here's the discernment I like here is what nourishes you. On my website, I have a free download called the self-care guide. You find that at tiffanyspeaks.com. That's my home site, tiffanyspeaks.com. Under the tab free resources is a this self-care guide and it walks you through body mind heart spirit what i call the core four of looking at your self-care but starting your day with intention is one way we start to change our lives that we invest in ourselves first we want to meet with ourselves before we meet with the world and even if that's only 10 15 minutes before your kids are awake and i know we can't always control when children awake or babies and things but that we are More often than not, we have some time where we just get centered with ourselves. So ask yourself, what nourishes me? What centers me? For some of you, that's going to be joining your meditation app, pulling up Insight Timer or Calm and dropping into a meditation. Some of you, you're going to immediately get your workout gear and go for a run or a workout. Some of you, that might be reading the Bible or some spiritual book or doing some gratitude journaling, right? Is some kind of nourishment before you move into the rest of the world. Because part of what we're looking for is how to hear your own heart voice. Some people call that the Holy Spirit. Some people call that intuition. But to hear your own inner self, that you nourish that intimacy with you, is when you really strengthen that. I mean, really, that's how we could just 
pin the whole show is like when you have an intimate relationship with you and you have an you can hear your heart voice you're knowing then a lot of that kind of question where do i start what do i do next is you ask your inner self that what's my next right step what do i need to know but most people are not starting their day in a nourishing way they're either flying out immediately and hit snooze four times and now they're panicked and trying to get out the door or get to the office or up with kids or they're they've been scrolling their instagram checking their email and they've absorbed who knows who's whatever energy that's all about right and so it's being intentional the way you start your day is one habit of how you start to i think come back into more of a i'm i'm creating my own life versus life's just happening to me all the time is you start your day with that kind of boundary and self love and protection really to be dropped into that kind of a habit that's one way anything you guys want to add to that yes change (laughs) yes Okay. <laughs> I have two questions right off the bat. First of all, I think my word of the year, I can handle a word of the year. I don't know if I can handle much else, but I'm going with intention because I stop right like- now because I wrote it down on the paper that that was my word. I will take a picture when I walk upstairs. Oh, my I, you two are seen. I was literally in the shower because I was like, these are the three. I like narrowed it down to three, but I was like, I'm, I, I actually do want to pick a word. And I picked intention. Soulmates. I'm dead to the world right now. You guys get married <laughs> or do a podcast together. Even better. This is like the energy syncing up. Okay. This is so amazing. I love, because I think that so many of us, and this has been a big part of my life is I I'm really good at living on autopilot Mm. and just going through. And it's very hard for me to, when you said be intimate with yourself, I'm like, that almost like freaks me out because I've always just been like, nope, autopilot, get what I need to get done. I do a lot. I, you know, I, I overextend myself to a fault and I'm working on that. But the autopilot that a lot of us are living in relationships, in our bodies, in our work, I mean, that is massive. That's what I took from it. Mm-hmm. Can we add one little gem to that? Is someone, this isn't my statement. I don't remember where I absorbed this. But years ago, I heard someone break down that the word intimacy, because we often hear the word intimacy and we think most often like say sexual intimacy yeah. with a partner the sweetheart type thing, but intimacy, and obviously there's emotional intimacy and ways we connect, but intimacy, when you break down this word is into me, I see. (gasps) Is that good? It's not mine. But into me, I see is your relationship with you sets the tone of every other relationship you have. So when people hire me, like Laura said, she's a business and life coach. Most often people are hiring me to coach them to grow their platform. My background is heavily in sales and I help them do that. But foundationally, what we get them into alignment first is a relationship with themselves. And naturally, before I can even touch their sales funnel, their sales scripting, their sales process, they start making more sales. And it's fascinating. It happens every time. Why? Because their energy comes into greater alignment. When you are in deeper sense of like, I've got you, sweetheart. I show up for you. I'm going to, everyone listening has some degree of traumas, big T, little T's, all those things. 
or they didn't, no one ever fully coming out of childhood got their needs completely met because we're humans raising other humans. And we all want validation. Do you like me? Do you see me? Right? We do it on social media. How many likes you get? How much out? I mean, how many likes are enough? I remember yeah. seeing a meme once that said a million likes will never be enough if you don't like yourself. And when you think about like intimacy into me, I see is I'm going to choose. And that could be a goal we all, so to speak, or an intention we all sign off on for this year is I'm going to have a deeper relationship with me. And the more you're in your sense of self, guess what? You start magnifying and or magnetizing or attracting opportunity, 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 clients, 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 experiences start showing up because that is such a sexy, bright light. And again, that's a work in progress. But just realizing that your relationship with you is setting the tone for all your other relationships, right? We've all had that girlfriend in our life who was just a freaking rock star knockout 10 and kept dating dirt bags. Yeah. And it's like, are you kidding me? Like you're the, you're a queen. What are you doing? And, but her own sense of self-worth, where if a woman's in her self-worth, same thing with men, it goes either way. If a woman's really like, hey, I already show up for me solidly. She's not going to tolerate that garbage ever. Yes. She won't. She won't because she's like, look, I know how to meet my own needs. And I don't mean that where we become hyper independent because that can be a form. We need each other. I love intimacy and connection and relationship, friendships, my sweetheart. But my sense is like, I'm, I'm responsible for my happiness and my wellness and my well-being. And so as we choose into that, like when you were, you know, talking about that, we can all live on autopilot and just busy, busy is that's why I love, again, a morning ritual or routine or even an evening one as well. But ways that you're connecting to your deeper sense of self is going to be one of the most rewarding. I'm not saying it's always easy, but rewarding, long-term, deep, rich experiences you could be committed to. Right. And it's similar when people hire you for health and fitness and they come and some of them aren't yet connected to the mind and heart yet. They're like, I want the outside shell to change Mm -hmm. for that to also stick is like it comes integrated internally, too, which is I love you. I see you. I'm proud of you. And it's that power of that having that relationship and intimacy with self. Why I'm so passionate about this work is because it's the work I've needed to learn the most. Yeah. I had terrible self-esteem growing up, right? I'm this little cute redhead from Salt Lake City, Utah, where everyone is like blonde hair, blue eyed, grew up here, hated being a redhead. Because in the great state of Utah, I mean, Utah has changed a lot. We have a lot more diversity now, but like, you know. Yeah, we're we're all from there. (laughs) Right. You know, it was like, there were just wasn't a lot of that. And, And regardless, but I am confident no matter where I grew up or what my hair color was, I'd still learn this life lesson. So would you is how do you show up for yourself? Because we all want to be picked, women especially. I want to feel chosen. I want to be picked. I want to be claimed. Choose yourself. Show up for you. And I know this isn't one thing you listen to one show. Some of you come back, listen to this two or three times, but it's how can I, then we move from, okay, I get that. How do I now start strengthening that interior, internal muscle is what do you need, sweetheart, is a favorite question of mine. Is what do you need? And asking yourself, Right. That's why I say your own best life coach. If you have this, you have the questions, you have the tools, let yourself go there and reflect and get clear. What do I really want? What's true for me? 
Anyway, we could be here for like eight hours, but I'm just curious wherever you guys want to go next, anything you guys want to add to that? Because as women now, you'd probably agree that that's one of the biggest life lessons you've also learned growing up too, is how do I show up more for myself and how do I love myself better versus waiting for always something or someone outside of me to, to give me that? A hundred percent. That's one thing that is good that comes with age is learning to love yourself more and accept yourself and giving yourself grace for sure. It's a very, very hard lesson to learn, I think, or takes time. hundred oh, percent. And I think that I read, did you work for Stephen Covey? Mm-hmm. Okay. So what, what was that the background? Like, what is your background? How did you get into this business life coaching? Was that like a stepping stone? Mm-hmm. I'm on the path I'm on because of God, right? Like, and whatever you might call that, but my own spiritual path in life. And even though that's evolved over the years, it's like, I couldn't have planned the path I'm on. Like, I wasn't this girl that grew up and was like, I want to have a business. I want to be a boss, babe. Like, heck no. Are you kidding me? Like, that was not the vibe. I grew up, as I mentioned here, Utah, as we all did. And I wanted to be a school teacher. And I actually worked in three special needs classrooms I was going to university as an aide, right? Supporting the teacher. I thought I was going to be a traditional educator. And then by happenstance, went on a double date in college. And the woman and the other couple, her dad had a training and development company where they'd go into companies and help coach them with coaching skills, leadership skills, teamwork, communication, that kind of thing. And I was fascinated and so curious as she was sharing that. And within a few months, I went to work for them, changed my major, And while I worked for them, I became aware of Stephen Covey's work, the classic seven habits of highly effective people. And long before I had a creation journal or even, you know, knew about manifesting, you know, that new age language or creation, even I wrote my little journal. I wanted to work for Franklin Covey. And within three months of that journal entry, I was in an entry level sales position selling coaching programs over the phone to people to work with a Franklin Covey certified coach, straight commission, straight commission. I was never going to be in sales, right? Like either of you, like no one, I did not grow up. I thought I'm going to be a school teacher, get married, be a stay at home mom and raise babies and make Halloween costumes and frost cookies. (laughs) And like, that was the vision. I'm just saying, right. I didn't have a vision of I'm going to do all these other things, but you follow the next right step. Like your intuition, y'all, knows more than what your logical brain does. Sometimes you got to follow the draw that doesn't make sense, but your heart knows something, your soul knows something. So like when I went on that double date and this woman's talking, I was like, ooh. And then a few months later, I saw an advertisement and I'm like, that sounds like what she was talking about. Happened to be the same. Went to work there. And then as I expanded more into Franklin Covey came into my awareness and, you know, they're cute little day planners. And then but his work, Seven Habits. And I went to work for them. In the very beginning, this is before people would ask me, what is a coach, right? Like, what does that mean? Before the coaching world, I watched that whole world transform. But I started selling. And I was never going to be in sales. Like, heck no. And I went on to be their first female in what they call a top 10, like a president's club. Not because I was great at sales or had all this confidence but I had passion and work ethic. Hmm. I had I love that. Work ethic. You worked for the limited brand, so we know. Yeah. Sales. We know. Yes. <laughs> Get it. 
bad way. <laughs> That's that happened. And then I went to work for the Rich Dad Poor Dad brand in financial education and then Jack Canfield Chicken Soup for the Soul. And I just helped these, these men and these companies make millions and millions of dollars just in coaching sales. And then they asked me to start training classes because I had this process of how I was so consistent at closing sales. And again, straight commission. So if you don't close sales, you don't make a paycheck. Yeah. You know? And so then that's what evolved me into being their corporate trainer, teaching on sales and mindset. And, and then it's evolved. And I left my own, you know, corporate company, six figure gig and started my own little business, knees shaking. Like I had no idea what I was doing, but again, I was honoring the draw. The universe yeah. came into my life, shook up my life, had a major health issue, got, you know, basically, Hey, they fired my boss and dissolved his team. You can take a severance package or go back to selling after I'd been training for years. And it was like, well, here we go. Let's figure it out. That's incredible. You never know. Jump off the cliff, sink or swim. (laughs) You'll figure it out one way or another, you know? And it was like, well, let's give this a try. And that's to your point, what you've brought up already is that willingness to take a lot of imperfect actions. Some of the things I've launched over the years have done really well. Some things totally flopped. Yeah. You know, I love that. That is so powerful. I I always say this in in every fat loss group because fat loss is such an emotional topic. Mm -hmm. And I try to coach from day one. I'm like, listen, I have women from all over the world joining in. And I'm like, it's progress over perfection. Because if you're looking for the perfect macros and you went over your calories and you're just like, I'll throw, I'm going to throw in the towel. You never get anywhere. Like it's not going to be perfect. Mm -mm. So Mm-hmm. I always give myself a C plus and I do the course with them most of the time. And I'm like, well, oh, I got a solid C plus this round again. Because <laughs> I'm just like, your point, yeah. it's progress. And that's yeah. why most people, when you hear this, and some of you, you might be hearing this and hearing it going, oh, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. But really looking at yourself is how often you're not seeing progress in an area is you're still waiting for it to be perfect. And that's mm-hmm. often fear-based. That's why I say, again, perfectionism is dressed up fear is we think I'm going to get ready to get ready, to get ready, to get ready. I'm going to really, once I can really commit to that health and wellness, then I'm going to do her app or do this thing. Or once I can have the perfect book or perfect post, then I'll click publish. Like how often if you're like ruminating an hour later on the same social media post, you're probably stuck in some perfectionism. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. Right? And we're all guilty of it. It's not like a right or wrong for it. And it's not a right or wrong. It's just like, hey, if I want to see more happen in my life that I desire, I'm going to need to take more action. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have to be in movement versus waiting for it to be. And often we're waiting for a feeling. Right. It's just like I don't always feel like, quote, working out or I don't always feel sexy or vivacious. I don't always feel grateful, like the heartbeat of the journal, you practice daily gratitude and manifesting. That's why I practice it is because I'm, st- I want to still take the action regardless of how my feelings are showing up. And that's what I do love about being self-employed is like, guess what, sister friend to myself, sometimes I don't feel like it, but Hey, it's, I've got to show up for this, that, or the other, or make the money or the sales, right? It's got to follow through. You've got to follow through and take the action. Do you think 
having clarity in, okay, this is the exact career goal that I want. This is exactly what I need. How important is clarity on your vision and accomplishing your goals and manifesting? Mm. Do you think your opinion? Well, I think it's, it's a, it's a core ingredient, right? Like if you're thinking about outcomes and success, like a recipe, it's a core ingredient. Clarity is, but we don't always know the whole process. Like a lot of times creation is like a GPS system, right? You enter a destination, you're clear on. And one great clarity question, if you're like, I'm not a hundred percent sure is ask the question, what do I want to feel more of? Cause often we're setting goals cause we're after a feeling, right? And so you're like, I want to feel fulfilled. I want to feel more alive. I want to feel confident. I want to feel financial freedom. I want like a lot of times when people are, again, any goal, they're looking for a feeling is what do I want to feel more of? And then what actions or activities help me activate that feeling? And then it might take on a little bit different form, but it's the same heartbeat. It's similar. Like I always had a teacher vibe. Like I always wanted to be thought I was gonna be a school teacher. And now I'm just in a different classroom, but I'm still in the same heartbeat. If that makes sense, the same vibe, the same feeling, even though the form has changed, And so with your business or career life or any of these things, it's what do I want to feel more of? And I know I love to be in creativity and connection and community and helping people have greater sense of self-confidence and belief in themselves. Like I just love being part of work that helps lead in that direction. And it does take on different forms. And so ask yourself again, what's the core feeling or the outcome that I desire? And then from there, it's like that's the GPS that's going to guide the process too while you're visiting different milestones in your creation of your own business goals and what you're after. That's a great place to start for any of you is like, what do I want to feel more of in that area? And then what actions or activities help me feel that way, right? Like let's say you picked the word, someone picked the word abundance for this year. Oh, I want abundance. And okay, tell me more what that looks like, feels like, and what are actions or activities that help you feel abundant so you're activating that more often, right? And it's like, ooh, having a clean pantry, fresh sheets on the bed, that helps me feel abundant. That helps me feel I'm in that flow or that vibe. And the more that we're clear on feeling, then we can also get clarity to what actions or activities help you activate it. That's amazing. That's a totally different way to look at it. Yeah. I never thought of it like that. And I do think it is helpful because when I did write, answer those questions for myself, it just brought me back to my knowing and exactly, I, I knew this before, but I get caught up on, no, I need to know exactly what the angle is and all the steps in between to get there. And after I was writing it, I did, I felt so excited and mm-hmm. totally light and bright and I just thought all I have to do is follow my intuition and take action mm-hmm. and it's okay. So I got clear on all of my emotions and answering those questions really helped that. And it made me just, yeah, I don't have to worry about it mm-hmm. because I'm clear on how I want to feel. Mm-hmm. And yeah, the. Right. And that's what I love about when I made this journal that went live just a few months ago is I knew it was more than, quote, just a gratitude journal. Gratitude's powerful. It's a potent primer. 
but it's like we want to combine vision with gratitude. And when so daily pages, you do about a quarter, three quarters of the page, two thirds of the page is you write out what you're grateful for. And then it drops into the second part of the third part is what you're manifesting, what you're focusing on, what you're calling in, whether that's two new clients this week to, you know, a inspiring kitchen to I'm healthy and fit. And then there's the final statement that's inspired action is you can ask yourself one of my favorite questions is what's my next right step or what's one step you might even want to remove the word right because some of you might get tripped up on i got to take the right step but what's my next step or a step i could take that would move me in this direction and taking if you know the inspired action that comes up for you and trusting like you answered that for yourself is i'm clear what i want to feel and what makes me feel alive not just the outcome, because sometimes like people, again, hire me often to grow their sales. I want to make six figures, seven figures. Great. We've done that many, 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 many times over for my clients. But I want to know more than that. It's not just the number. It's just similar like the number on a scale when you're asking a client, what do you want to feel more of? I want to feel alive and zesty. I want to be able to get up and off the floor with my you know kids or grandkids, or I want to be able to look hot in a swimsuit or they're after a feeling and the more it's like, it's not just the number on a scale or the number in the bank account. It's you're after a feeling. So the more you can tune into that vibration of what's the feeling and then what actions or activities help you feel that right now. Like every one of you listening, if I was to say, what helps you feel more abundant? What helps you feel more alive or happy? And you might say, you know, this favorite drink at Starbucks or picking up fresh flowers at Trader Joe's and or again, those clean sheets on the bed or going for a workout. It's just you'd become more intentional about your actions and activities that help you feel more frequently, not perfectly, but more frequently the, the feeling that you want. And the more you're in that vibration, then you're going to feel happy and fulfilled versus when people are only outcome based, like I need this outcome to happen, then I'm going to be happy. They likely get to that outcome and they're like, actually, I'm not as fulfilled as I want to be. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, I love that. I just wanted to bring that up before we um, before we ended the podcast, because I was thinking if I was having trip mm -hmm. ups with gaining clarity that other people probably do, too. So that was super helpful for me. My gosh. Yes. Tiffany, tell us exactly where everyone can find you. Yeah, so you can find me. My home site's tiffanyspeaks.com. There's lots of resources. You can also find me on Instagram at Tiff Peterson. You can find me on Spotify or, or iTunes. My show is just simply my name, the Tiffany Peterson Podcast. There's lots of ways that we can get connected. I love it. Thank you so much. I mean, Haley, did I tell I you? I always get body chills when you talk to Tiffany. <laughs> I'm dead. You're coming back on. We're having a round. I want to talk about human design. I would love to do a podcast on human design or something. Yes. We can do okay. part two. Yes. I Thank love you it. so much for having me. I've loved this rich conversation. And again, it's just coming back to creation principles. And part of when you're asking if someone doesn't know where to start, I'd also just simply say, go for a walk and clean out your sock drawer right? Like sometimes it's just, we can be so in the, like, I need this, I need the perfect vision, the perfect, I need the whole thing. It's like, just move yourself in a direction where you're going to invest in yourself, cleaning out a sock drawer, you know, or a pantry drawer or something. Those are things too, is one of the ways we also create, which I know we didn't touch on this much, but 
is also asking the question, what do I need to let go of? A lot of times we think creation all is bringing new into our life. One of my wise mentors once said to me, there's nothing missing in your life, Tiff. And I was like, what? What are we talking about? Are you serious? Nothing is, he would say this, nothing's missing in your life. You simply must make room for it. So sometimes another powerful creation tool is what do you need to let go of? Clean out, whether it's the closet, the beliefs, the energy, the, you know, the old, like you sometimes also ways that we manifest is that we make room for the new by letting go of what no longer serves us. Yes, I cannot. She just mic dropped us. At the end of the Mike show, drop. Mike drop. No. Tiffany, thank you so Love much. You, I just so much. Thank you for having me. Such a joy. All right. Until next time. <laughs> Thanks. All right. Thanks, Bye. Tiffany. See ya. Thanks for listening, everyone. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider giving us a five-star rating and sharing the body pod with your friends. Until next time. Bye.